If you have your Bible this morning or you have a method of looking up Scripture, maybe all of the Scripture is memorized in your mind. You can pull it out back there somewhere. I'm going to take you to a few Scriptures today, and I want to talk a little bit about a new normal. We need a new normal. Come on. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll start there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. How many know that we can't come up with programs, we can't come up with man-made plans, we can't come up with things that will change the world by our own hand? But God has a plan, and God has a way to change it. We need to realize what that is. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, simply says this. Therefore... If anyone, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have what? Become new. Now all things are of God, verse 18, who has what? Reconciled us to himself Through Jesus Christ. And has given us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. Not only has God reconciled us to himself. But he has given you and I the ministry of reconciliation. Not the ministry of division. The ministry of reconciliation. Listen to that passage of scripture in the Amplified. It says this. It says, therefore if anyone is in Christ... That is, grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior. He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous and moral, spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. It says the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Now I believe there are some that have given their life to the Lord, but are hanging on to the previous moral and spiritual condition. And we need to realize that that moral and spiritual condition has passed away. We ought not to see things the way that we saw them before. Now I've heard people say, well, you know... Mike, I don't see color. And I would say, well, I feel sorry for you. That's a terrible thing, not to see color. I remember joining the Army, and I had to take some tests, and they give you some tests to know where to place you in the service, what job to give you, what MOS to give you. And one of the tests I had to take was a, was a colorblind test. And uh, I went through this test, and I ended up failing the test. But I thought, well, I can see colors. I can see blue, and I can see yellow, and I can see green. I can see these colors. But you know that test when they put all these little dots together, and you're supposed to see the six? And she said, what do you see? I said, a bunch of dots. She said, that's all you see? You don't see the number? I said, yeah, I see a whole bunch of number of dots in there. Look like some dots. 
And uh, she said, oh, man, it's, there's a six in there. She went to the next page and so forth and so on. And uh, she said, boy, th- these are so plain. It's amazing that you cannot see the colors in there. And she said something to me. She said, boy, I really feel sorry for you because there's such beautiful arrangements of colors that you can't see that you're missing out on. And I never knew it because I never knew it. You don't know. You don't ever know. Right. And so people who say to me, I don't see color, I feel sorry for you because there's so much that you're missing out on. God made color for a reason. He didn't make color so that you can't see color. He didn't make us different so that you can say, boy, I wish we were all the same. He made us different for a reason. So it's not the answer. See, that's man's answer to it. Man's answer is to say, well, everybody is the same and everybody should be treated the same and everybody is simply just the same. We're all the same. But it's not God's answer because that's not the truth. And if you approach it like that, sooner or later, that method will break down and we'll be right back to where we are. No, we need a change of heart. We need to understand that when we came into this new thing, Paul said, put on incorruption and put off corruption. You are a new creature. You see things through the eyes of the Lord, the way that God sees them. Everybody that you come into contact with, black person, Hispanic person, white person, police officer, army, whatever it may be, Every person that you come into contact with is somebody that God loves. Even if you don't. Somebody that God loves. And that's the change that our mind has to make. But it's got to come from a changed heart. Your carnal mind won't see it that way. Only if your heart is changed. You must realize, saints, that you are a new creation. And all of the propaganda that you'll see is simply sensationalism. When something happens, it's a terrible thing, but then it's even sensationalized that much more. And we'll get to who the real enemy is in just a moment. But we're fighting against each other. Why do we do that? I'm not talking about us here in the church, but I'm talking about people. We fight against each other, and no one ever wins that way. Turn over, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 6. We will never get any ground fighting against each other. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul was talking to the church at Ephesus and he had these words to say in verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, be what? Strong in the Lord. And the what? Power of his might. Come on this morning. The power of his might. Put on how much of the armor? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We've got to come to the understanding that we don't fight against each other. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to what? We're not fighting against each other, even when we throw blows against each other. 
We're falling into a trap. And people are falling into a trap. The young people that stood up earlier, they, they have a great opportunity to change the world. But guess what? They won't stand a chance if we don't allow them to get out of the trap. Just because it was a certain way 50 years ago doesn't mean it's got to be that way today. I believe that God said he's doing a new thing. Come on. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, God doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday. What? He doesn't change. His principles don't change. But methods change. People change. People evolve. Come on. People learn. People mature. They find better ways of doing things. And just because it's not your way doesn't mean it's not the right way. But we're not fighting against each other. We're fighting against an age-old enemy that there is nothing new under the sun. Turn over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5. We have got to recognize this thing. And I'll tell you what, as long as the wool is pulled over our eyes, we won't go anywhere. As a people, as a church, as families, as individuals, we're not going anywhere. As long as we allow the enemy to have the wool pulled over our eyes. As long as he keeps us fighting against each other. As long as he keeps the conversation black and white. Come on. I just want to be real with you this morning. Come on. As long as he keeps the conversation black and white, we're not going anywhere. We're staying right there in the gray. All right. First Peter 5 verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. It says, Be sober in verse 8. Vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It says the devil walks about like a roaring lion with one purpose, seeking whom he may devour. There was a time when God was sitting on his throne Angels were before him, giving him glory and honor, praising him. Oh, they were just having a good time. And here comes Satan walking through. And the Lord said from his throne, Satan, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just walking the earth to and fro. You know what he was doing? Seeking whom he may devour. We must be sober and vigilant. We cannot let the media, we cannot let the world, we cannot let those who don't know Christ change our mind and get us focused. Come on. Get us focused on what the enemy wants us to be focused on. We must be vigilant. We've got to draw a line in the sand and say no more. I won't be that way. I'm not going to fall into the trap of my adversary, the devil. I'm not going to allow him to trick me and deceive me. Jesus told Peter, he said, your adversary desires to sift you through his hand 
like wheat. And guess what? Some fall right into the trap. Recognize that it's your enemy. It's like a roaring lion that you fight against. It's not against flesh and blood. Turn over to Revelation. A couple more scriptures here. Revelation chapter 12. We know who it is. We know who it is. So when will we stop fighting each other? Revelation 12. Look at, look at verse 9. It says this. It says, so the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old. Nothing new. It's not new. The serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Who what? Deceives. Who does what? Deceives. Say it again. He does what? He deceives. That's his whole purpose. He deceives the whole world. Not just the black community, not just the police officers, not the white community or the Mexican community or the Asian community. He deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Satan wants to do but one thing. See, he can't make you do anything. He can't make you shoot an innocent person. He can't make you shoot a police officer. He can't do any of those things. All he gives you is tis, T-I-S, thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Come on. Who we choose to follow is up to us. The thought we choose to follow is up to us. He deceives. You know, deceives is very simple. A lot of times I like to look up a word and find out the true meaning behind the word, the etymology. Where did the word come from? Did it start in Latin? How was the word put together? What's, what's behind it? So I thought I'm going to do this with deceived. And you know what I came up with? <laughs> Something very simple. It wasn't even all that. Deceived simply means this. To make someone believe something that is not true. That's all it is. That's all Satan is trying to do with you. Make you believe something that is not true. And that's how it starts. That's how it started in the beginning. Do you remember the tree? Come on. Did God really say? Did he really say? And Paul even said that Satan would have even deceived the elect. That's you and me. If it were possible. If it were possible. But guess what? With the spirit of God that fills us, it's not possible. He won't do it. The only way it can happen is if you jump into it. Come on. Did you hear? Satan cannot deceive you and I. He can't do it. You have to willingly jump into it. Come on. There's only one thing that's going to change our nation and change this world around. You know what that is? It's sitting right here in this room. Yes, it is Jesus. But it's all of you filled with Jesus. The church is the only answer, folks. That's what I'm getting to with all of this. We're the only answer. You can't look to the government. You can't look to Obama or you can't look to whoever our next president for sure is going to be. Uh, or any of them. <laughs> You can't look to the best president we've ever had. You can't. I mean, great men have, have led this country. 
Great men and women have led this world, this nation. Biblical times. We had great judges. Come on. But you cannot look to man. The answer is the agent of the Lord. Jesus Christ through his church, his body. We are the body. We are the change. We are the change. We must, first of all, study scripture, saints, to learn objective truth. Objective. What does that mean, objectivity? It means a state or quality of being true, come on, even outside a person's bias. No matter what your experiences are, no matter what someone else tells you, objectivity tells you, I know what's true. And that's the word of God. Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Now, I know we're in a time of gray area, and that's, and that's part of the problem, is that everybody needs to just do whatever it is they want to do to get to God. Now, I understand everybody may not agree with me. And guess what? I really don't care. Because I follow the one true and living God. He's the only one that stood up and said, I am the way. I don't remember Allah. I don't remember Muhammad. I don't remember Buddha coming and saying, I am the way, the truth and the life. Only Jesus. Jesus rejects all others and says, there's only one way in. It's by me. Anybody else who tries to get in is a thief and a robber. Only by Jesus. Come on. And I want to tell you something else, since I'm on a bit of a roll here. <laughs> Jesus ain't black. Jesus ain't white. He ain't not a picture of Jesus with an afro or blonde hair and blue eyes. None of those pictures depicts Jesus. Even a Jewish Jesus doesn't depict Jesus now because we know him no longer by the flesh. Now, that's the word of God. You want to argue with me, go to the Bible. Stop. That's why you don't hardly see any pictures of Jesus. I'm just going to tell you. I really wasn't going to say that to the congregation. I said that to the leadership. And it has nothing, I don't have any, it's fine if you see a picture. Hey, great. I'm not knocking you down. But just for me and my personal preference, you'll never see a picture of Jesus in here. Because we know him no longer by the flesh. He is seated at the right hand. This is God Almighty. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Come on. Jesus the Christ. And so we must study scripture. We must know these things. Secondly, we must reject humanism and false religion. We can't go by what our heart, oh, just follow your heart. Let me tell you something. Jeremiah 17, 9 says the heart is deceitful above all things. Come on. And desperately wicked. Who can know it? No one can know it. I'm talking about the carnal heart. I'm not talking about a renewed heart that God gave you. But you just can't follow your own heart and your own mind. We must reject this humanism. Thirdly, we must realize that truth is determined by majority opinion. We cannot get together and vote and say that's what we ought to do. We got to pray. Come on. Truth is determined by the word of God. We must not confuse change with advance. Come on. Just because it changed doesn't mean it advanced. The only thing that advances is the word of God. That's the only change that advances. Just because it's different, just because we change presidents or change government or change this or change that doesn't mean there's advance. Come on now. Realize it. And lastly, our focus must, it must, listen to me now, 
Our focus must be on positive Christian action. Not black action, not white action, not police action. It must be on biblical action. You want to ask me what I am? I'm a biblican. Come on. I'm who God made me to be. No doubt about it. I am African American. Bald. Yeah. I'm all those things. Come on. But at the core, I'm a biblican. That's what I am. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and no other. Come on. And like many of you, I'm sold out to that. Not to an idea. Not to a principle. All those things can come along as long as they line up with the word of God. And so if change is going to happen, it's going to happen with you and me. I want to leave you with one thing and then I want to do something real quick. I want to leave you with this scripture in 1 Corinthians. If you turn there, 1 Corinthians 1.10. This scripture right here is something the elders and I have, we have this written on our uh, wall. It's actually inscribed in the wall, in the physical wall, in the elders room that we have up there. This scripture is the basis of how we carry our business here as leaders at the Life Church. Paul said this, he said, now I plead, now plead, I, I beg, I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all, he didn't say you all of one group, you all of this group over here, all of the police officers, all of this type of people. No, I plead with you that you all speak the same thing. That means it's possible. The Holy Spirit gave this to us through Paul. And so it's possible for us to speak the same thing. We don't believe that sometimes. How can we do that? It's impossible. We come from different backgrounds and all of these. God said it. So somehow it must be possible that you speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you. No divisions. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. It must be possible if God said it that we can all speak the same thing, that we can all be perfectly joined together, perfectly. That's a God perfectly. That's not a man perfectly. But we can be perfectly joined together in the same mind. Whose mind is that? The mind of Christ. That's the only mind that matters, and that's the mind that we should seek. Amen? 